0: eternal righteous and invisible father in heaven thank you for giving us an opportunity whereby we can fellowship with you lord we are weak and we have no strength of our own there's so much we do not know that we actually need to know in order for us to fulfill our purpose in life and now is the time for us to learn please send forth your holy spirit upon us deeply impress on our hearts The messages and the truths that is important for us today lord uplift us edify us strengthen us and refine us to become more like you we ask for the help of all the divine agencies as we go through this study that all who are listening shall properly understand and that you may put your words in my mouth that it may speak words of blessings hope revival and edification to your children to the end that we all shall come up to that standard of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do this dear Lord, and take the glory. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. conflict and courage june 9 music in a cave my soul is among lions and i lie even among them that are set on fire psalms chapter 57 verse 4 oh how precious is the sweet influence of the spirit of god as it comes to depressed or despairing souls encouraging the faint-hearted, strengthening the feeble, and imparting courage and help to the tried servants of the Lord. Oh, what a God is ours who deals gently with the erring and manifests His patience and tenderness in adversity, and when we are overwhelmed with some great sorrow. Every failure on the part of the children of God is due to their lack of faith When shadows encompass the soul, when we want light and guidance, we must look up. There is light beyond the darkness. David ought not to have distrusted God for one moment. He had cause for trusting in him. He was the Lord's anointed, and in the midst of danger, he had been protected by the angels of God. He had been armed with courage to do wonderful things. And if he had but removed his mind from the distressing situation in which he was placed and had thought of God's power and majesty, he would have been at peace even in the midst of the shadows of death. Among the mountains of Judah, David sought refuge from the pursuit of Saul. He made good his escape to the cave of Adullam, a place that with a small force could be held against a large army. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. In the cave of Adullam, the family were united in sympathy and affection. The son of Jesse could make melody with voice and harp as he sang, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm. 133 verse 1. He had tasted the bitterness of distrust on the part of his own brothers, and the harmony that had taken the place of discord brought joy to the exile's heart. It was here that David composed the fifty-seventh Psalm. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is music in a cave after king saul had sought for david and couldn't find him he went as we saw in the devotion yesterday he went to ramah where samuel was with david but as the lord would have it the first company he sent there the spirit of the lord came upon them and they began to prophesy and so with the second and third company saul himself came there and he went then started to prophesy also to the point that he was naked, lying down with Samuel and couldn't um, get to David. Now, after this happened, David, of course, was told previously by Joseph, by Jonathan that he shouldn't come back, that he should flee for his life because his father wanted to kill him. So, after he saw that even when he was in company with Samuel, Saul was seeking for his life, he then fled from there. In 1 Samuel 21, reading from verse 1, it says, Then David Came to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? And David said unto Ahimelech the priest, The the king hath commanded me a business and hath said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee and what I have commanded thee, and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now, what David did here was not true, he told a lie. Eventually, Ahimelech gave him bread to eat because he felt that David was on an errand for King Saul. And even if he was not on an errand for King Saul, Ahimelech could still have helped him if he knew what was going on. Or even if he didn't know, Ahimelech would have most likely helped him. But David told a lie here, which was a manifest distrust in God. Now, after leaving the priest, David did something else. In 1 Samuel 21, reading from verse 10, it says, And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servant of Achish, by the way, Achish the king of Gath, Gath is a place belonging to the Philistines. And the servant of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul had slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was so afraid of Achish the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Akishan to his servants, Lo, you see this man is mad, wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of madmen, that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Then. First Samuel 22 from verse 1 then says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. We'll continue with that soon. But to the lies and the pretensions of David, we cannot um, give countenance to that because we know that the Lord can protect us in whatever situation. And not to downplay what david was passing through because we also pass through troubles sometimes we pass through troubles and to get ourselves out of it we tell lies and that was what david did here another thing he did here he pretended this was just just like what peter did to jesus when he denied jesus by pretending like he was one of the people who were publicans and started to swear and to curse to prove that he was not a disciple of jesus here david did something similar by pretending to be a madman and deceiving them and telling lies to the priests he lost his confidence in God there and that's why we read here in our devotion that every failure on the part of the children of God is due to to their lack of faith what does that remind you of I'm just reminded now of our father Abraham and even Isaac they also manifested a lack of faith in God when they went to the land of Egypt of Egypt and also the Philistines for Isaac, it was the Philistines and for Abraham, it was both Egypt and the land of the Philistines. Because they did not trust God to protect them when they went there, they told a lie. David also lost his trust in God and his faith in God. He didn't have faith in God enough to protect him from better king Saul or from Achish, the king of Gath. And then he started to make these pretensions. We are told a lesson for us because you can be in this situation that David was in and it was a sore one. You need to understand the kind of uh, temptation that David was in here. I will not want to downplay that at all because Saul has sought his life several times. Two times he had thrown a javelin at him. It didn't work. The third time he tried it. It didn't work. This time he had tried to kill Jonathan, his own son, it didn't work. Now he ran to Samuel. Saul came there to kill him. First company, second company, third company, it didn't work. And Saul came himself, and that one also did not work. And also, we saw that he now had to run away. And this time, what he did here was indeed a manifest lack of faith in God. My brothers and sisters, we are going to pass through worse situations than that which David passed through or similar. These things happen for examples to us. The lesson for us is, let us, in all situations, as we watch and see that God was able to protect Abraham, Isaac, David, then we shouldn't repeat the same mistake that they did in pretensions. I remember an experience of mine also when I also, um, after doing the right thing, and I I was tempted to deceive so that I would cover up, but I I pray God for helping me not to do that because even when I tried to cover up because I tried to keep the Sabbath I went to church when I was in youth service and I went to church and they wanted to know where did you go to why didn't you do your registration and I told them I lost my key indeed I did lose my key and I didn't have my passport photographs to use for the registration but that wasn't the reason I didn't do the registration it was because I went to church on that sabbath day when they were doing the registration so i wasn't around so now i wanted to do the registration i lost my key that was the truth but that was trying to be deceptive but the lord gave me an opportunity to redeem myself immediately the man said it is not true that's not why you didn't do it and i said yes it's not true i went to church immediately i thank god for giving me that opportunity to have told the truth and not to deceive it's actually trying because for me that time just like the the, 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 the devil wants to paint in your mind Pictures of doom and gloom, and the kind of pictures that the devil was painting in my mind of things that would happen to me because I went out to church and not I wasn't in the registration because I had already warned everybody. If you miss it, we are going to send you out of the camp. But I had to go to church. Going to do that would have been wrong for me. And I went to church, and when I came back, it was already registration was over. It was already in the night after the Sabbath was over. By the grace of God, I was able to do my registration without any punishment whatsoever. It was a lack of faith also that would have made me to go in that direction but the Lord helped me to give me an opportunity to say the truth so when we are in situations where it looks like our mind is painting doom and gloom and we want to get ourselves out of it we are going to get there There there's coming a time when we'll be threatened the Lord gives us little situations today that we pass through that looks like this David situation let us manifest faith in god and not mistrust him to take care of us when we do the right thing when we tell lies when we deceive it shows that we are not trusting god to take care of us let us trust god david ought not to have distrusted god for one moment he had cause for trusting in him he was the lord's anointed and in the midst of danger he had been protected by the angels of god he had been armed with courage to do wonderful things and if he had but removed his mind from the distressing situation in which he was placed and had thought of god's power and majesty, he would have been at peace even in the midst of the shadows of death so that's the first lesson for us, like we read in the book of first samuel chapter twenty one um, 20, chapter twenty two David then escaped now to the cave of Adullam. Now in this place, David had his brethren come to him he says in verse two and everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about four hundred men and David went thence to missbe of Moab, and he said unto the king of Moab. Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, comfort and be with you till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. Saul's persecution of David only served to draw the sympathy of the people towards him more and more. The people through this experience could tell that through this David's experience with Saul, they could tell who really had the nation's interest at heart. While Saul in envy was trying to raise himself up and exalt himself, David was putting forth heroic efforts for the glory of God. The people could see who was after self-interest and who was giving disinterested service. Saul was after his self-interest. David was giving disinterested service to the Israelites. They were not paying him anything, but he was fighting the battles of the Lord, conquering and conquering. Who was paying him? What was the benefit he needed for him? Nothing. What did he stand to gain in doing the work for the people? Nothing but to vindicate the glory of God and the name of God. But as for Saul, so he was seeking his own glory in John 8 verse 50 this we see that this was a character of God Jesus said and I seek not my own glory there is one that seeketh and judge in John 12 verse 32 he said and I if I be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto me Jesus was saying if I am persecuted and killed it will win the hearts of people towards me so also with us when we conduct ourselves properly in persecution the it will serve to draw sincere people to us. If the enemy is persecuting us, we ought to know how to conduct ourselves with wisdom. Like Jesus conducted himself when he was persecuted and killed and the heart of people was won over to Jesus, David now, at this time, you see people, those who are discontented, those who are in distress, those who are in debt, all of them gathered themselves to David because they could see his character in contrast to that of Saul, that this man was the one who God was with. And that's why we need to look at it now, how to conduct ourselves under persecution. and we should understand that persecution serves in the favor of the gospel in second corinthians 13 reading from verse 8 and 9 it says for we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth for we are glad when we are weak and you are strong and this also we wish even your perfection the persecution of the saints of god will always win more people to god if the people of god conduct themselves wisely Jesus said to us that we should do that and David consistently We read that he conducted himself wisely. I read one now. 1 Samuel 18 verse 5 says, And David went out with us. whoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely, and Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. You see that? Because David conducted himself wisely, which we will talk about what that means, Saul's servants accepted David. And the men of war accepted accepted him. Again, in 1 Samuel 18 verse 14, it still said, And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. In verse 15, Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. And in verse 28 to 30, it says, And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him and Saul was yet the more afraid and Saul became David's enemy continually then the princes of the Philistines went forth and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name was much set by amen David continued to gain popularity and fame among the Israelites why he continued to behave himself wisely. How did David behave himself wisely? He would tell us himself. In the book of Psalms 101, though this is a prophetic reading of Jesus, but it applies to David. He said how he behaved himself wisely. He says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will thou come unto me? Now, let us see how he behaved wisely. He said, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me. So, Within Saul's royal palace, there are those who will be backbiting, those who will be slandering. David said, "Mm -mm, I'm not going to join them. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eye shall be upon the faithful of the land, like Jonathan, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that walketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Amen. This is a description of how David conducted himself wisely in the royal palace whether he was in it or outside. Any wrong word that David said was going to be used against him. Any conversation that he joins in, where they are condemning Saul or where people are mocking Saul, if he joins in that kind of conversation, they will report it that David said this, David said that. How did David behave himself wisely? he said he's not going to dwell among those kind of people who are going to be backbiting gossiping because somebody could come to him and say do you see that King Saul is trying to kill you what do you think David should say in such a situation he will behave himself wisely and say the Lord is my helper he doesn't need to speak one word against King Saul because if he dares to do that it will be used against him he will even speak well of him because that is what we ought to do speak well of all men David learned to behave himself wisely and in that He won the hearts of the people. We also are counseled by our Lord to behave wisely in the world. It is this wisdom that will draw people to the truth. People are not drawn to us by us explaining every point of our faith. They have to have confidence in us. Jesus said in Matthew 10,16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Reading from Ministry of Healing, page 143, paragraph 3 and 4, it says, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. Do you see that David was able to reach the people? He followed Christ's method. That was how he was able to reach the people. And what's this method? The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. There is need of coming close to the people by personal effort. If less time were given to sermonizing and more time were spent in personal ministry, greater results would be seen. The poor are to be relieved. Do you remember that those who were in debt, they came to David. The sick cared for. The sorrowing and the bereaved comforted. The ignorant instructed. The inexperienced counseled. We are to weep with those that weep. And rejoice with those that rejoice, accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, the power of love, of, of the love of God. This work will not, cannot be without fruits. End of quote and amen. David's work was not without fruit because he conducted himself wisely and he mingled with the people as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy to them, ministered to their needs. He won their confidence. Why? Because they could see that this man is not after making the merchandise of us. In David, the people saw someone like a Messiah. They saw a disinterested worker one who would put his life on the line for their sake and not request anything from them. They came to him of their own will. He did not compel anyone. In 1st Samuel 14 verse 52, talking about how King Saul behaved, he says, And there was sore war against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him unto him. Is this how David did? No. David conducted himself wisely. The people came to him of their own will. Why? They saw that he was selfless, humble, and disinterested. In other words, he was not doing the work because he was looking for favor or trying to gain money or something. No, no, no. The people could see a pure, holy affection towards them. towards God and that was what was David's motivation to glorify the name of the Lord by conquering the enemies of the Lord regardless of whether people join him or not if you want to join come out come and join if you don't want to no problem he's not forcing anyone that was wise behavior from David he conducted himself wisely under perfection he cared for the people he met their needs he did not raise himself above anyone neither will he be heard speaking of his conquest in pride if he did that, imagine how Saul would have looked at him when he's coming to tell King Saul, "Ah, do you know what I did today? I killed this amount of people." He knew that Saul had envy towards him, and then he would not talk about his achievements around King Saul. He was not found gossiping king saul so that no one could give a true or misconstrued report about him to king saul which would be used as a point against him he did not give people any information that would be used against himself he de-emphasized anything that would place him at contrast with the king of god he followed every order of king saul that was in harmony with the commandments of god Saul could find not one occasion against him which he could use as a pretext to slay him. In another Psalm of David he said in Psalm 131, he says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely." I have behaved and quieted myself, as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Amen. This is an example of how David behaved himself, no pride, no talking of his own achievements, no seeking for self-glorification rather seeking to give to the people if you see the way David even conducted himself among his own 400 men and even the more who came to join him later you will see this this kind of leadership that was like that of Jesus when he said all ye are brethren not lording it over God's heritage that was how David lived he never for once lorded it over any of his soldiers he gave to them all that they required and all that was their due one of the times in the book of I think that should be 1 Samuel 30 when they had their people attacked, their wives were taken. I've read something on that in our previous devotion. And he came back and they saw that their wives and their children were taken and the people were shouting against him and saying they wanted to kill him. He prayed and he asked the Lord, what should I do? The Lord told him, go and fight. When when they went to fight, 200 men were so tired that they couldn't continue the journey and they left them behind. Those who were strong went with David to go and fight the Amalekites and they conquered the Amalekites and destroyed them. When they finished, They came back with the spoil of the Amalekites. The ones who went to fight said no, we are not going to give those who didn't go to fight anything and David refused vehemently said no way, everybody is going to get something equally from the spoils of this battle and this war. And David ensured that everyone got something even those who did not go to the battle because he said they stayed back to watch our property so even though they didn't follow us in the battle they stayed back to watch our property they are worthy of honor and we should give them something oh my David was such a nice person and this was how he behaved himself wisely and won the hearts of everyone there was no covetousness in him there was no seeking for self-glorification and wanting to enrich himself at the expense of others we are told that we should do the same things today in the book of first peter 2 reading from verse 11 we are told dearly beloved i beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul having your conversation honest among the gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evil doers they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify god in the day of visitation submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the frow word that applies to David his master was not a good and gentle man he was a froward man but yet david submitted himself to him in doing the things that was not contradicting god's law but he didn't submit in anything that contradicted god continuing in verse 19 it says for this is thankworthy: if a man for conscience towards god endure grief suffering wrongfully for what glory is it if you if when you be buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto unto were you called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. That's the wisdom. If somebody insults you, do not insult back. When he suffered, he threatened not. David never threatened Saul or anyone who was his enemy, but committed himself to him that judged righteously. Who his own self bear our own sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you are healed for you were as sheep going astray but now are returned unto the sh- shepherd and bishop of your souls amen we are to be like jesus and like david and behave wisely before our persecutors for this alone will commend us before others this is how it was for many of our reformers that were converted by the wise conduct of Christians under persecution, Calvin, Lefevre, Pharrell, and many others who were opposed to the truth once. When they saw the way that Christians and the reformers conducted themselves, it won them over to the truth. For Calvin, I'll be reading now from The Great Controversy, page 221, paragraph 1, it says, While still engaged in these fruitless struggles, Calvin, chancing one day to visit one of the public squares, witness there the burning of a heretic. Of course, a heretic was supposed to be a Christian. He was filled with wonder at the expression of peace which rested upon the martyr's countenance. Amid the tortures of that dreadful death and under the more terrible condemnation of the church, he manifested a faith and courage which the young student painfully contrasted with his own despair and darkness while living in the strictest obedience to the church. Upon the Bible he knew the heretics rested their faith. He determined to study it and discover, if he could, the secret of their joy. In the Bible he found Christ, O Father, he cried, His sacrifice has appeased thy wrath. His blood has washed away my impurities. His cross has borne my curse. His death has atoned for me we had defi- devised for ourselves many useless follies but thou hast placed thy word before me like a torch and thou hast touched my heart in order that i may hold in abomination all other merits save those of jesus end of quote this was how just the conduct of one christian under persecution converted a great man calvin in another situation when the reformers made flyers in France to expose the beasts and tell the people the truth. By a mysterious hand, this flyer went to the king and when the king read it, he was angry because it came to him uninvited and in a manner that was to arouse his anger. He then said he was going to kill every reformer from off his country in France and then the the, the walk began, reading from Great Controversy, page 226 paragraph 1. We see that we can do nothing against the truth. Let me read it now. It says the victims were put to death with cruel torture, it being specially ordered that the fire should be lowered in order to prolong their agony but they died as conquerors. Their constancy was unshaken. their peace unclouded, their persecutors powerless to move their inflexible firmness, felt themselves defeated. The scaffolds were distributed over all the quarters of Paris and the burnings followed on successive days, the design being to spread terror of heresy by spreading the executions. The advantage however in the end remained with the gospel all Paris was enabled to see what kind of men the new opinions could produce. There was no pulpit like the martyrs' pile, the serene joy that lighted up the faces of these men as they passed along, to the place of execution, their heroism as they stood amid the bitter flames, their meek forgiveness of injuries transformed in instances not a few, anger into pity, And hate into love and pleaded with resistless eloquence in behalf of the gospel. Amen. And for us, we see how when we conduct ourselves properly under persecution, it converts others. Reading from This Day with God, page 60, paragraph 5, we are told You will receive opposition from the clergy as you live up to and present to others the high standard of the religion of the Bible. Contempt and jeering, slander and falsehood will follow you. Your motives, your words, your actions will be misunderstood and misrepresented and condemned. But if you pursue the work irrespective of the abuse given you, if you do right, if you are kind and patient, humble in spirit, happy in God, that is conducting yourself wisely, you will have influence. You will receive the sympathy of all those who are honest and reasonable. End of quote. Even though David was wise, there were still those who were not charmed by his conduct. So it will be with us. It is only the sincere and reasonable that will be won over. You see, David's family was drawn together by this persecution. Initially, his brothers opposed him. This was revealed when he came to battle Goliath and his eldest brother Eliab chided him so straightly. In 1 Samuel 17 verse 28 it says, And Eliab his eldest brother heard when he spoke unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. In Spiritual Gifts Volume 4a page 80 paragraph 4 we are told what really caused this. It says, David's elder brother Eliab, whom God would not choose to be king, was jealous of David because he was honored before him. He despised David and looked upon him as inferior to himself. He accused him before others of stealing away unknown to his father to see the battle. He taunts him with the small business in which he is engaged, intending a few sheep in the wilderness. David repels the unjust charge and says, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? David is not careful to explain to his brother that he had come to the help of Israel, that God had sent him to slay Goliath. God had chosen him to be the ruler of Israel and as the armies of the living God were in such a peril, he had been directed by an angel to save Israel." End of quote. You see that David's brother was against him. And do you remember that after David killed Goliath, what did Saul do? Saul placed David above all his armies. What does that mean? That means Eliab, Shammah and uh, Abinadab who were the brothers of David that went to put themselves under Saul were now under their younger brother David you can imagine the anger that might, have been on, uh, that might have been in their hearts because of this their younger brother that is ruling over them but because of the way David conducted himself wisely he did not set himself in competition with his brothers he did not make comments to make it look like he was proud he did not do things to show that he was trying to win um, trying to lord it over them he still conducted himself wisely. He said in Psalms 131, I behave myself wisely. I do not exercise myself in matters too great for me. His brothers were won over and he could sing now in the book of Psalms 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head, that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as a dew of Hermon, and as a dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. David was happy. His brethren now came to be with him. They were part of the 400. His cousins Joab and his brother Asahel, they also came. To join him because they could contrast the character of king saul with that of david and they saw that david was the better person it's important to know how to conduct ourselves under persecution do not threaten do not revile back do not pay evil for evil do not insult conduct yourself wisely obey every command given to you by your persecutor that is not contradicting the word of god do not engage in gossiping and backbiting your enemy because you will only aggravate the issue. There were people who would carry bad reports about David to King Saul. But not one of those reports could be credited. Even though Saul was believing everything, he couldn't credit any of them. David who could not be found fault with because he behaved himself wisely. And we also had to conduct ourselves wisely. It was at this time that David wrote the psalm in Psalm 57. In verse 1 it says, To the chief musician, Altashit, migtam of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave of Adulam, Says, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto the God Most High, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah, God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. Amen. He said in the end of it, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. We, like David, can also sing when we have conducted ourselves wisely in the perfect way. It's important to learn how to conduct ourselves under persecution that it may be like it was for Jesus when he said, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. David was lifted up in his persecution, and he conducted himself wisely, and he drew men to himself. We also will be lifted up in persecution. We must learn to conduct ourselves wisely, that we may also draw all men to Christ. Do not make scathing comments about your enemies. Do not make hard trust about them. For in doing that, you would turn the eyes of the people away from from God, And will make them sympathize with your enemy even more. May the Lord help us to know how to do this and bring glory to his name. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, another information has been added to that which we knew before. But we pray, Lord, that this information shall be brought as wisdom in our lives, that we may put it into practice, that having done what you want us to do, conducting ourselves wisely under persecution, that we shall win our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives unto the faith, having done what we ought to do in behaving wisely. Thank you, Lord, for hearing. and Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.
1: on the beard, even Iran's blood. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that went down to the skirts of his garments. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. brethren